Tuesday. We made a suit of armor out of duct tape. That's fun. Oh, yeah. It is a Halloween episode. We can talk about our Halloween costumes. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. There you go. <laughs> Look at us being smart. Talk about how I got kicked out of the trio. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. not what happened. Okay. So we were like, we're going to do a three-person Halloween costume. Yeah. And that's so impossible to think of. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think that's true okay, at all. But we wanted something but, good. Yeah. Uh, Okay, wait, wait, okay, give me one of the options that you I gave us. I think Phineas Verbum Perry would have been hilarious. Yeah, but who's going to be When who? did you ever I that? said that it's in the Cinegrade chat. Okay, well, I don't... Yeah, who's going to be who? <laughs> yeah. I would happily be any of them, because I think it's funny. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> Anyways, my suggestion from the beginning was we should be the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, and you can go as the Razor Crest, and you didn't like that idea. <laughs> Even though it's an iconic <laughs> ship. I don't think anyone would have agreed to that. <laughs> Literally no one. You're like, who's going to be who? And, and then I'm like, you can be the Razor Crest. And I'm like, what? Okay, well, but, but here's the thing is that we kept on being like, no, that won't work. And then we kept on going in circles me, of here's see, a bunch thing, of other costumes. And then everything led back to Chelsea being the Mandalorian. See, that was my thing capacity. is that I knew at a certain point, I was like, Chelsea's so stuck on being the Mandalorian. She's so stuck. And it literally does not matter if I suggest the best three person costume <laughs> in the world. Like, she will not like it. Everything was Look. just going in a circle. It was so like... I was like, at that point, I was like, I'm picking my own costume. And then I just started thinking of ideas for myself. And so I told you guys, I've picked my costume. Do whatever you want. Except because I, I knew uh, that was going to be the outcome. <laughs> anyway, so that's the, that's the tale of our. We were going to do a trio costume, and then and then Chelsea just kept on going back to what if I was the. I wanted to be the Mandalorian. We also had ideas. You had ideas of like, oh, let's do like all Pedro Pascal characters, but then it again became you're still going as the Mandalorian, <laughs> and then there was. Well, I was open to other like three person ideas. I just think we didn't find anything that we thought was good. Like it took us I think time. you didn't think it. I just think you were. I don't like, know I, Phineas and Ferb. Who am I? I? A twelve-year-old, my twelve-year-old self. What? You're a forty-year-old man. Like what? That's <laughs> no. A I mean, she's like, like I loving it. I don't know. No, fine. What was the other? Anything else? I don't know. See, I don't remember what I suggested. I just feel like but, I remember we go, we couldn't think of anything. But I think I think subconsciously you would have never liked it. Subconsciously, any of them. Like, I think she you, was were, stuck you were you were decided. You were decided was, you were being well, the Mandalorian. What else am I supposed to be the Mandalorian? Every other year for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, because next year we're going to have the same problem. And next year you're just going to... I'm saying every year, this is her costume for the rest of her life. Every year she'll just make it slightly less budget. <laughs> she'll do like one part of the costume, she'll buy something new. Mm-hmm. Like next year maybe you can get an actual flight suit for under it. The year after that maybe you can get an actual helmet. Maybe the year after that you can get a dark saber, you know? Oh, you can just keep on adding saber. on to it. Yeah. You know, costume for life. This yep. was a lifetime Since investment, that $20 worth of duct tape and cardboard and whatever other supplies. I, um... That's some great preamble right there. Yeah. And that wasn't sarcasm, that was true. I'm still gonna have to cut it down, it's like eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. but some great preamble. Uh, maybe people want to hear us talk about Halloween for eight minutes. Yeah. Maybe is this like... the last Halloween episode? Like, yes. is this the on Halloween Halloween episode? Well, it's not on Halloween. It is actually. No, it is. Monday's for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. well, happy Halloween! Yeah, Happy Halloween! Uh, We're keeping the eight minutes. In. <laughs> Anyways, I'm gonna cut this out. <laughs> no, I'll keep that. We'll see. Anyways, oh. are you ready? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, hello and welcome to Cinegrade, the podcast where we take the movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking. After which, we give it a final grade. Yes. My name is Chelsea. <laughs> My name is Elsha. 
Welcome to the last episode of Spooky Season oh, yeah. on a very spooky day. Oh yeah, the the spookiest of days of the year. Sure. It's a Monday, which is, I think people are always like, wow, that's the worst day for Halloween. But I think any weekday is probably the worst day for Halloween, right? Yeah. I feel like probably a Wednesday Did you ever see, worse. was it Catholic schools we had the day off after that because it was All Saints Day or something? What? I went to Catholic school and I never got All Saints Day off. All right, well, I knew people randomly who, like, because I didn't get it either, but, like, randomly we were like, oh, I don't have the next day because it's All Saints Day. Because mm-hmm. of the All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. I don't freaking know. Maybe, like, mm-hmm. private Catholic schools. Like, mm-hmm. I went to Catholic school, but we were still in the public school system. <laughs> mm-hmm. But maybe, like, the private schools. Yeah, because they just go by their own schedule. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we do what we want. But Mondays are the worst because Mondays are the worst. And then to have Halloween. I mean, I guess when you're a kid, who cares? But yeah. And uh, we're, today we're doing a movie that's kind of classic in the campy horror movie genre. Mm-hmm. A real slasher. Mm-hmm. Do you remember first watching it? Yeah. It was last year. Oh, did we watch it together? Oh my no, God. no, 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 no. I know we watched it together, but was that the first time you were seen Yes. It? <laughs> it's like, not again. Last night we oh. had a conversation about how much I always forget the movies we've seen together. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was last year because we were in a phase of it was it was Halloween time and we went let's watch a bunch of classic horror and like famous horror movies mm-hmm. that neither of us have seen or at least that one of us has seen, and this was one of them because it is one of those classic like when you think of like the big ones it's kind of like Halloween Friday the Thirteenth Nightmare on Elm Street where else is there other ones kind of feel like the classic three yeah those are like the big ones I'm trying to think i guess and then there's the other ones that have like really big series like saw has like eight thousand movies yeah um, well most or i mean this even this movie has quite a few of them. Yeah. they love to franchise a horror movie yeah mm-hmm. i think there's um, like something about a horror because they don't have to be not not that they don't have to be good <laughs> but they're allowed to be bad yeah yeah Especially like some of them lean into the fact yeah, that they're they, kind like, of bad. Yeah, they like want to be campy and yeah. like a little over the top. Yeah. Where does it fall in your uh, horror movie? I guess like maybe not horror movies, but like of this kind of genre of campy horror movies. Does that make sense? Because I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, if I'm going like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> the very movie I'm we're doing. So awake right now. If I'm going those three. I'd probably, I mean, I did not like Friday the 13th. That might be a hot take. I don't know. Some people really like that movie, but I feel like it's really boring. It's okay. I feel like I was like, I do not care what's happening. <laughs> um, So I'd probably put that, this is, I don't know, this is probably like second. Yeah, I don't know. Halloween's fine. I just think that when we were watching it, I got bored. A lot of it's in the same place. Yeah. Like. I mean, that movie I also watched a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> like, know. Like, that was my, like, we my mom every Halloween, we would we watch Halloween. Halloween. So I've seen that movie a lot. We were at her house and our mom went, oh, we should watch Halloween, let's watch Halloween. And yeah, we no, couldn't we find like, it anywhere. It doesn't exist anywhere. We could find, like, all the other movies on the free to me's. Yeah. <laughs> but not but that not one. not that one. No, and you could rent it for $2. Yeah. I think she was tempted. Yeah. <laughs> She's always tempted. But, but yeah, I'd probably put this, like, in the middle of the big three classic mm-hmm. ones you know yeah i'd probably yeah. put it at the top i mean that's why that's why i was like this is the one i'm doing i made the executive <laughs> chelsea decision. makes the decisions <laughs> i do make the decisions because i had the piece of paper and i said we're doing this 
Everybody and show here up. Here we are. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot we were even recording this today. Yeah, I last <laughs> night was like, because she made her to-do list for today, and I went, you also have to do the research for tomorrow's recording, and she went, what? And I went, we're recording tomorrow, and she went, no. <laughs> I went, really? <laughs> I also forgot, because yeah. I was yeah. sitting at work today, like, I can't wait to go home and do nothing. And then you guys were like, are we recording? I was like, oh yeah, we had plans, yeah. but. So yeah, but this one's up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll get into pre-production then. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'll we'll start. I watched the uh, movies that made us documentary for yeah. this movie. This movie's kind of crazy. Yeah, with a lot of the stuff that happened. Um, not like that much, mm-hmm. but there's just so much documented stuff that I was like, oh, I gotta write down all of this. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that documentary with you when you first watched it, but I don't remember it because we also watched it last year. I think after we watched the movie. Yeah. So what a great documentary. Series. There's probably gonna be a lot of me going, oh yeah, because I remember it from like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, written and directed by Wes Craven. Craven mm-hmm. had previously made The Last House on the Left and The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. He was a big director in the horror genre. Uh, he also made the Scream movies. Mm. I think yeah. a little bit later. The film was inspired by these articles that Craven had read in the Los Angeles Times about these people from Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam who fled the country and became refugees in the United States, and there they would have these nightmares that scared them so much they refused to sleep, and some of them even died in their sleep. So it was like a, you know, like unexplained death syndrome. Sudden. You ever heard of that? Yeah. They would die. Like a few, I think there was like just cases Mm -hmm. about this. And so he was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. And then he was like, what if there's someone killing people in their sleep? And that's where he caught this inspiration. Mm-hmm. He pitched it to several studios, but each of them rejected it for different reasons. This was kind of interesting. The first uh, studio to show interest was Walt Disney. Mm. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Although they wanted Craven to tone down the content to make it suitable for children and preteens. And he said no. He's like, that's the whole point. I think the worst thing you could do to children is show them something about someone killing them if they fall asleep. Yeah. yeah. Even if you, like, made it less scary and less violent, it's I feel like, like the, there's no way that you could get around that being fine. The boogeyman. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it would work. I mean, I, very it, strange. it didn't work. No. <laughs> so, um, Paramount and Universal also passed on it until it reached New Line Cinema. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> New Line had ever had only ever distributed films. Uh, they had never produced them. Mm-hmm. And so they, they kind of didn't have a ton of money. Um, and that's a lot of this movie is that the financing was a mess. Yeah, it was really low budget. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think the the final budget was $1.1 million, but even at the beginning, I think that they were asking for 700000 which is a pretty low budget movie. And at times they weren't able to properly pay their crew. I think one week they were like, we can't pay the crew but we need them to keep going so that one of one of like the line producers coughed up like eight or nine grand just to get everyone to stay there and uh bob shea was the producer on the movie and he said that pretty much every initial investor backed out at some point (laughs) (laughs) so um they had a lot of financial problems making this movie Mm -hmm. bob shea i think is a pretty important person in this story too because he ran new line cinema and i think it was like a lot of the decisions about the actual story and stuff were him and mm-hmm. Wes Craven. Yeah. And he showed up a lot in that documentary. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of all the initial stuff. Mostly just to know that and it's the important things to take away. A, they don't have any money. B, this is New Line Cinema's first, or first, yeah, movie that they're producing. And so it, it's kind of rough to make it. Mm-hmm. We'll come to the vibe check then. Mm. The part of the podcast where we see if it passes the vibe <coughs> check. 
Oh, yes. All right. Three, two, one. Pass. That was a not confident pass. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like, oh, this is kind of spooky, but I liked it. This is a weird horror movie for me. Yeah. Because I don't find it scary at all. I find it just kind of entertaining. <laughs> I mean, you know? do you find, but do you find like the other schlocky horror movies, like, like, do you find Halloween scary? No, but I feel like it's a different vibe. I don't know, like you watch Halloween and you're like, I, I, and for me at least, I'm like, I'm not scared, but you at least feel like it's more of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one to me just comes off as like, this is kind of entertaining, not like, I don't know. It's just so ridiculous sometimes that I'm like, this is just kind of entertaining to watch. <laughs> I didn't find it scary at all. Yeah. I'm, I have a low tolerance for scary yeah. for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, but this wasn't even one where I was like, you know, in bed thinking like, oh, well, this one kills me in my dreams. You know, like I didn't even have that thought cross yeah. my mind. I also thought the first like half an hour was so boring. I was like, we've done the same thing five times. Can we yeah, yeah. move on? You were like, so what's, are they going to do anything in this movie other than him attacking her in his sleep? And I'm like, well, she has to figure out how to kill him. And you're like, oh, okay, right. Okay, okay. I mean, she barely figured out how to do that. Well, she knew, she figured out that she could pull him out of the dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, then. Yeah. I'll talk about it in the story. Oh. Um, I don't know. I like this movie, though. It's I mean, just... yeah, we watched it, and we were both like... Well, I think we watched Friday the 13th first, right? I think so. I don't know. This is a while ago. I don't know. And I feel like we watched that one, and we were like, no. <laughs> I just think that we watched like a bunch of these movies, and I was like, this is fine, but I would never like care about this movie. And yeah. then we watched this one, and I was like, oh, this one's kind of fun. Yeah, this one's just more fun. That's the thing. So I'm like, this movie's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Like, even if I don't necessarily think it's a great movie or a scary movie, it's just entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't think any of them scare me. But again, no. you know, we've talked. I don't get scared. By One day we'll things. actually do like an actual like horror, horror movie on this podcast. And see if it scares me. Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways, I will be sending the bonus bests ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> we do like Conjuring. McKenna's gone. <laughs> yeah. What's like the scariest horror movie? I think the ones that are well, it depends on what you find scary. Yeah, because like, I've heard people say like, like The Exorcist. But I don't think that's that. Yeah. Scary. What about like something like Hereditary? Hereditary's like, never the, seen the it. Witch, like that kind of horror. I've also seen that. Hereditary's more scary. It's just so uncomfortable. It's I also think, really gross sometimes. I think when I was a kid, the thing that scared me the most, other than Chucky, which I'd never watched, but I didn't like the look of the doll. Ooh, same. <laughs> I was like, who? Chucky Why? scared me a lot. Yeah. Um, that's a big fear I had. And then also uh, the you know, intro to Robot Chicken. That that, yeah, that scientist hated yeah. it. Couldn't look at him. Anyways, but other than that, Paranormal Activity is probably the one that's kind of scared me the most. Have you seen Paranormal Activity? I think you'd hate Paranormal Activity. Probably. It's pretty boring. <laughs> but uh, because it's just that like literally half the movie is them sitting in bed and it's just like mm. ca- like camera footage like angles. You know what? I think I've seen The Exorcist. We watched, we watched it. it. You might have been in part. No, but I think I watched it like as a teenager at some mm. point. I don't know. I just feel like Paranormal Activity was the one movie that I was like, oh, because it's like found footage. So that's always a little bit kind mm-hmm. of about, weird. Have you guys seen Blair Witch Project? 
part. No, part that's one that that was one that I think we were thinking about watching last year. I don't know. I think we really wanted to stick to the classics last. But that year. one I feel like is kind of a classic. Yeah, and I, I mean, know. like old. I, I meant think... like eighties. Yeah, mm. but no, that's one that I've been like I should probably watch that eventually, but I haven't watched it. But um. Anyways, one day yeah. we'll do an actual scary movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Paranormal Activity would scare me now. No, I um, I don't find it's it also that scary. like like the thing like your foot. You're afraid that they're gonna like grab your foot. And drag you out of bed. I kind of didn't like having my foot out. Mm. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Anyways, we, we didn't attribute a word to this yet. No. Fun. <laughs> Fun. Uh... I put icky, campy, slashery. I feel you can consider that a word. Slashery. <laughs> I feel like campy might be a good word. Is it that campy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty campy. <laughs> well, do you want to go with campy then? Sure. I think okay, that's a we'll good go word. All right. Well, then we'll go into the categories. So, we'll go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing, slash music, and societal impact, each giving it a score out of 10. We will then combine those scores to give us a score out of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round. Okay. So, round one story score, scoring based on writing and plot. The dialogue's not good, but mm-hmm. it's campy. You know, sometimes they talk and you're like, they're like, you're like, what? How, how, why would anyone ever talk? Like What's that? your least favorite line then? Oh God, I don't why know. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> I don't know. Screw your sleep. Is that one? Screw your pass. Screw. Your oh yeah. <laughs> I laughed when she said that. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. I I guess this is more character. That a lot of the delivery just was like, oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but the story's interesting. I feel like it's kind of confusing. Not confusing, but you're like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you're like the yeah. end of the movie, you know? You're like, what is happening? Yeah. You just go along with it. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe like a seven. Okay, I gave it a 7.5. Okay. Um, Man, I think it's a wildly amazing script. But no. I think there's some interesting things happening. Also in the structure of the film. Um. Mm-hmm kind of an interesting thing killing tina off right at the beginning yeah she's kind of you look at her and you're like oh you seem like you're probably the protagonist she's the first person you see yeah that dream takes a long time with her there mm-hmm. she's the one question even asked she went who's our final girl in this movie and then she died and then she went well here's our answer but <laughs> yeah it's, it seems like she's going to be the protagonist but then she gets killed off quite immediately mm-hmm. and someone's in the documentary they're like you sure you want to kill off the this girl like so quick in the movie and he's like well yeah then i'll own them for the rest of the movie that's what he said <laughs> yeah so you know nobody's safe wes craven's kind of crazy yeah i don't know i don't know i, don't I, know feel, like I've just, I feel like i've just heard that he's very chaotic and kind of crazy <laughs> well i don't know i mean i don't know i know about stuff he do in this movie yeah <laughs> but i haven't heard about any like him being that crazy i don't know I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I think it's also interesting the way that they kind of flip between what is dream and what isn't. Mm -hmm. Because they don't really differentiate it visually, which a lot of people will tend to do in a dream sequence, Mm -hmm. it makes you not really quite sure what's real and what's not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when it's like, every time you see him, you're like, well, this must be dream, because he must only exist in the dream world. But then, like, kind of towards the end, you're like, oh, now he's, is he in the real world or are we still in a dream? Yeah. It's like Inception. <laughs> yeah. So you just kind of have to guess based on the contents of the scene. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. Um, there's still some classic tropes in this movie. Uh, the sexually promiscuous characters getting killed off right mm-hmm. off the bat. 
And then the final girl. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the final girl trope. Mm-hmm. That's um, an interesting one. <laughs> what do you think it is? Why do they do that? I have no idea. Well, because it's interesting because I think a lot of these horror movies have a female protagonist. Yeah. Actually, if you actually quite think about it. Well, Friday the 13th, yes. Mm-hmm. This one, yes. Mm-hmm. Halloween, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of other horror movies. I think it's because... It's instantly gives a sense of weakness is the idea, especially in mm-hmm. these older movies. And yeah. then it makes the audience care. Yeah. Like, oh, no, not the nice little. And then it's all there's always a message of purity. Yeah. It's the yeah. good. Also, nice a lot of the time it's, it's, the, it's the, the evil person's a guy. And then it's like, oh, well, he's going after a young girl yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, only makes sense. <laughs> the term was coined by Carol J. Clover. In her book, Men, Women, and Chainsaws, Gender in the Modern Horror Film. Horror, mm-hmm. horror Film. <laughs> I can't speak today, you guys. Yes. <laughs> she suggested that in these films, the viewer began sharing the perspective of the killer, but experienced a shift in identification to the final girl partway through the film. And that the final girl is uh, typically sexually unavailable or vir- virginal and avoids the vices of the victims like illegal drug use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is kind of interesting. This is straight off the Wikipedia, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought this paragraph was interesting. Mm. It says, During the final girl's confrontation with the killer, Clover argues she becomes masculinized through phallic appropriation by taking up a weapon such as a knife or a chainsaw against the killer. It's mm. always phallic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the phenomenon of the male audience having to identify with a young female character is an ostensibly male-oriented in an ostensibly male-oriented genre, usually associated with sadistic voyeurism, raises interesting questions about the nature of slasher films and their relationship with feminism. And then Clover argues that for a film to be successful, it is necessary for the surviving character to be female because she must experience abject terror. <coughs> Dying again. <clears throat> and many viewers would reject a film that showed abject terror on part of the male. Mm-hmm. Um, the terror has a purpose in that the female, if she survives, is purged of undesirable characteristics such as relentless pursuit of personal pleasure. Mm-hmm. So it's like guys aren't going to want to watch guys being scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But girls would. <laughs> girls you know? would watch guys yeah. being scared. I think so. Yeah, but that's just the male gaze. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I even said that in the middle of the film. I'm like, God, if that isn't the male gaze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, during the bathtub scene. Yeah. All of these like. Yeah, all of the big three horror movies again all have that like one or two scenes where you're yeah. like, that's very obviously that they just did. Where you're this. like, you're making her a sexual object. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting when they, because I guess you could think of it somewhat as feminist to have a female protagonist, mm-hmm. but then it's like, but why? Yeah, especially if it's written by a man. Yeah. Like, what was your intention with doing that? I don't know yeah. about the phallic appropriation. Everyone always says that with the phallic stuff. And you're like, is that real? Maybe. I think it definitely is. Mm. It happens too often. Yeah. <laughs> like an alien, wasn't that a thing? Yeah. They're like, oh, it looks very phallic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's also like we the, keep like, design of Freud the... right. We gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I don't know. I also feel like a knife, I guess. Just because it's But long. also, like, how many weapons can you, like... What's a weapon? A gun that's... is probably phallic too. I feel like that's more than a knife, right? <laughs> a chainsaw? These <laughs> are getting. I just feel like. I you... mean, I could see a chainsaw. I'm just more... trying to think of a single weapon that doesn't fall into that category. Then, 
you know? Bow Maybe and arrow. when they were made. I no, guess, pff, sure. Bow and arrow. Might be a little bit longer, but... <laughs> long and yeah. skinny, but, you know, it's not the size. It's the motion of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> a whip? Well... It's not super phallic. Handle. But it's... A mace? So, sure. Sure, a Great, mace. Great, we found Great, it. Great, so the, the only weapon that can ever be used in a horror movie that isn't phallic is a mace. That's um. it. There's gotta be. Blood I just weapons. feel like if if everything falls into this category, then like yeah, there that, you yeah, go. sure, yeah, there we go. A trident, no. yeah, mm. no trident. I don't know. I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm just trying to think of what. <laughs> I'm confused now. <laughs> Anyways, but that's just a little thing about the final girl and sort of why they do that. It's yeah, theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but themes with this movie. Really kind of based off the idea of adolescence, mm-hmm. um, as Freddy seems to be the only preying on teenagers. It's kind of similar to It. Yeah. You know? The fact that the parents, or at least Nancy's mother, knows who Freddy Krueger is. Because I guess the parents killed him. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing about Freddy is that he was a child murderer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these parents all killed him because, obviously, <laughs> child murder. Don't murder my children, I'll murder you. Mm-hmm. And so now he's kind of coming back at their kids. Yeah. And so, uh, that's sort of a thing about, this is like an adult writing a movie about teenagers that, and like, they hate adults, you know? One of those mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. It was always kind of fun. Um, Heather Langenkamp, who plays Nancy, said that this film is, a uh, feminist. Mm. That's what she said. She said, uh, she said I would call it feminist, but I think it's more of a youth power movie. I disagree with Heather Langenkamp, <laughs> personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i, I mean know. maybe it was feminist in 1984 yeah. yeah but it is it plays on all those tropes of the virginal pure girl winning and i'm like there's nothing feminist about it you know <laughs> yeah. other than the fact that the woman survives yeah except was it a trope back then probably no but it was intentional like that well, was an yeah. intentional sub like messaging that they were putting I into horror films the fact yeah. that she's fighting back there is some stuff in here about how um usually like you know the girl gets pushed and she falls down and then it's like it's the whole thing about how his daughter was like that sucks i hate that in movies can you not do that and so now she's fighting back against him i don't know i guess in some she ways just like I can see just it. Just attack him at some points instead of like he attacks I mean, her she, and she fights back. She's like back. taunting him. She's, yeah. But she also she'll, like, like jumps on him. the whole plan to bring him out and stuff. Yeah. So I think in ways I can see what she's saying, but I can also see how it's not yeah. totally yeah. I there. I just think inherently yeah. the script objectifies her yeah. like a lot to the point where I'm like, is it? Like, I mean, I can get what you were trying to say. Like, she's a strong female character, like, mm-hmm. in that she yeah. fights and wins. But I think the script itself has mm. sexist undertones that can't really be removed enough to call it feminist. Yeah. I think it's a complicated layer. Yeah. <laughs> There's also certain shots, like the one where she like takes her shirt off and you see her back. And she's and she, 15? She puts on like a white button, button up. up. Yeah. Which feels like something that you'd wear after sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like nobody really has that. And yeah. she also like like she gets out of bed and she's wearing just a t shirt that doesn't quite cover her bottom. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and like she's like heavily sexualized in her costuming and she's yeah. fifteen. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like the character, it's like she's a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bathtub scene obviously is a big one. That's also an iconic scene. Yeah. Yeah. But then also we get to the multiple endings of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um so maybe apparently had 
uh, eight or nine different endings that they shot. Yeah. I think they were just like, first of all, Wes Craven and Bob Shea couldn't really decide because they were bickering between each other which one to do. Yeah. And so they just shot as many They're as like, they Let's could. Just do all of them. Yeah. Um, Craven's original ending was Nancy kills Kruger by ceasing to believe in him, then awakens to discover that everything is ha- that has happened in the film was an elongated nightmare. Mm, it was all a dream. Yeah. Within the dream. Yeah. And that Bob Shea wanted a twist ending in which Kruger disappears and all seems to have been a dream, only for the audience to discover that it was a dream within a dream within a dream. Um, and this is a quote from Wes Craven, I think. He said, the original ending of the script has Nancy come out the door. It's an usually cloudy and foggy day. Uh, a car pulls up with her dead friends in it. She's startled. She goes out and she gets in the car, wondering what the hell is going on. And they drive off into the fog with the mother left standing on the doorstep. And that's it. It was very brief and suggestive that maybe life is sort of like, is sort of dreamlike too. Shay wanted Freddy Krueger to be driving the car and having the kids cr- screaming. It all became very negative. I felt a philosophical tension to my ending. Shay said, that's so 60s, it's stupid. I refused to have Freddy in the driver's seat, and we thought about up about five different endings. The one we used with Freddy pulling the mother through the doorway amused us all so much we couldn't not use it. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> that shot is so... It's, it's probably the worst shot in horror movie history. Maybe. Yeah. And it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think it relies on practical effects yeah. when they weren't that good, but it's in broad daylight, so you yeah. can't even hide anything. Yeah. It's just so funny. Well, yeah, the, they were, I mean, um, there's quite a few practical effects in this movie that are pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's the one. I, that's the <laughs> yeah. one. They, like, ran like, out of budget. They were at the end of filming. They're like, we're going to do eight endings, and they're like, damn it, we like need a body double. I think it is the only one that is, like, broad broad like yeah because every other shot they can use shadows and like the darkness to kind of use tricks yeah that was so funny though (laughs) and so yeah that's that's the ending that they went with what do you think this all means then the ending i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) was it did she die because i feel like you could say oh it's so bright and cloudy outside it seems like maybe this is heaven i think she's dead for sure i said i didn't know Right? I feel like she's got to be dead. Or it's still a dream. Yeah, I never thought she died. I thought it was still a dream. I just think, like, the nature of outside is so, like, nice that it's almost like, is this the afterlife? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like them. Is there an answer? I never it... got an no. afterlife vibe from it. Oh, I immediately was like, oh. she's dead. Just because it's so fun. the big snit? <laughs> I sure have. <laughs> God. <laughs> I showed that short film to my family when I went home, and they were like, why are you doing this? And That's I went, what I think every time so you play that good. short film. I love that short film. Like anyway. My $60,000 intuition was worth me being introduced to this to cinema classic. Snit. It's so good. <laughs> Anyways, at the end of it, they go outside, and it's all bright, and they're yeah. angels. I, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, no, that's what it reminded it's me of, like too. It's also, like, foggy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. No, but that's... then, like, the... But like the rest, but all, but I think it's also that all of her friends were dead or there. Yeah. So that's like, they're all dead. dead. We're all dead. And every other time that it's a dream in the movie, it just looks like normal. It's just weird that in the afterlife, the car would come back and like try and kill them. Maybe it's hell. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) That's why I just think it's like, she thinks she's one and she steps outside and the dream is tricking her into thinking she's one, but she's still in the dream. 
That's what I got from it. Like, she thinks she's won. We, the audience is supposed to think for a second that she killed, or it's been a dream from the beginning and her friends never died, and that's why they show up. Yeah. Yeah. But then we find out she's still in a dream. That's what I, that's how I read the ending. I just think that there are elements of afterlife here. I mean, I agree, but I also... I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily what it is. Yeah. Because I just think it's like, well, also the mom died, right? Mm -hmm. She got sucked into the bed or something. Mm -hmm. So, and then all the other people are dead. Yeah. But So I guess, yeah, was this all a dream? By killing Freddy, did she bring back everyone else? Do the sequels matter? Do they matter? No, I mean, like, in relate, like, does that... Because if he's dead... Then he well, he's be dead. not dead. Okay, so he's not dead. I don't think so. It's also like, what is he? I have no idea. <laughs> that's like, that's the same question again in like in like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth is like, what even are these? People? Well, in Friday the Thirteenth, it was like the mom of the kid who drowned, isn't it? No, I know, but then he's still like in the next movies though. Spoiler. He's like, <laughs> but in the next movies though, he's like. Because he's alive at the end of the movie. Remember the kid, like, the, the boy comes out of the water? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, he is alive. <laughs> right. And then he, I think it, I haven't seen the other Friday the 13th either, so I could be wrong. But I think it actually is him in the other movies. I don't, I could be wrong, though. But in the first And then movie, in Halloween, it's... he's literally an unkillable for no reason. He's just a guy, but he's unkillable. Yeah. For some reason. But, I mean, and it seems like Fre- uh, Freddy Krueger is, like, the boogeyman. Yeah. And, you know, he comes into your dreams and kills you. Yeah. But he was, a man. at one point, a real person. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It is a little bit confusing, isn't it? I don't know, yeah. It's kind of movie, though, where if you, like, I, I watch it and I go, I don't know what this means. And I go, but I was entertained. Great. And then I just <laughs> let it go. You know? Like, I don't really care. I yeah. don't care that I don't know what the ending of this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> what about those two girls jumping rope? Three girls? Two girls? Oh, I don't know. Three. Yeah. Because you need two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two people jumping rope. <laughs> They're just flinging it around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess to bring the 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 rhyme back in and <gasps> creepy girls. Well, and I think they're supposed to be kind of like maybe like because when the mom is talking about like there was a guy going around killing kids i think it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be it was when those teenagers were that age Mm -hmm. so i think it's supposed to kind of be flashbacks of Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 smart kind of ties into the mom i did have written down yeah something about like the child because i mean that is a big thing with him child Mm -hmm. murderer or maybe these kids are next i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but anyways, it's kind of all I have for story. Yeah. Does the ambiguity in the ending make it go lower? Or... For me, no. Because oh. I feel like I just... I don't know. I just think since this movie, a lot of it, I'm like, this is just kind of fun. Yeah. I don't really care what the ending is. You're like, is. this is the kind of movie that wasn't meant to be insanely not... great. Yeah. It was meant to do one thing. Entertain. And I feel like it does that. And because <laughs> of that, I don't really care. Yeah. You know? Sure. So for me, no. I don't know. Does it? Does it? Do you care? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in any kind of movie where you have stuff like this, where it's supposed to be psychological, mm-hmm. um, and maybe supposed to have a little bit of meaning, it's probably a good idea to really understand what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, well, then why did we do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
Is she alive in the other movies? Is that a quick Google that could be done? Because that wouldn't that give you your answer? I mean, she plays Nancy in other films, so I would assume so. So it's got to be a dream within the dream, right? I guess then the question is, <laughs> I guess like Inception again, too. Yeah. It The dreams never end. You never know what's real and what's not. Yeah. So then that's always kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you're like, well, what am I supposed to believe? Then they could do four, mo- like four other movies, and then they could just retcon all of them by going, they were all dreams. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters, which is probably what they do. Haven't seen them, but I bet you that's what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think it's kind of weird that he's a car now. He can well, just I think be it's... a car. Someone yeah. said he's the car. Yeah, Heather said that. Yeah, Heather says a lot of things. <laughs> Heather's like, I know what happens in this movie. Well, Heather gives interviews I... like Harry Styles does. <laughs> he's a <the> car. <laughs> well, um, is he not the car? I don't know. I think he's the car. That was the whole point of the striped roof. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just right? Water. So I mean, he does become other people in the, like, he, like, really? pretends to be other people in the dreams. Very obviously. Not like full car, but he he like pretends to be. We're both like what? When? What does he when? pretend to be? Anybody other than himself? I think he pretends to be her mom for a second. Isn't he the hall pass girl for like a minute? Yeah, yes. there's like a second. Yeah. There's one point where he pulls off someone's face and it's him or something. Mm. But I think I think it looks more like the person before he does that. I think it's happened once. So he does. He can like transform himself. Yeah. Well, he obviously like has like weird abilities because like yeah. what the fuck does he do to Glenn? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything yeah. else seems kind of based. In, like he's yeah. like strangling people, yeah, or like cutting. although he like magically lifts and gets well, what's I think it's rod that... to hang himself. Well, just well I think can't... it's that he's you he's... can't see him, but he's there doing it. Like, like I he's guess, in the dream. yeah. But yeah. so like all of them are kind of like normal. Yeah, but kills. then he's like, I'm gonna suck you into a bed and and like blend, blend you, you. Up. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would you? Even how much, would you? Even that much blood in a person? No. <laughs> Yeah, no. like what seven liters? Yeah, not that sure. Much. We are serial killers. <laughs> we do know this. <laughs> oh, in a person. Yes. Yeah. I thought you meant in that scene. You're like, yeah, it's about seven liters. <laughs> like, what? Because like, what? <laughs> there's a lot more than seven liters. Yeah, no. It's yeah. 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 <laughs> like, how do you know like... from watching that? <laughs> no, looks... I'm how it's much like gallons. Have. I feel like that sounds right. No, I, oh, I know how much they use for the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, in that scene, it's well. But anyways, I have stuff about that. Word. It's five liters. Oh well, close enough. In the person. In the person. In the person. That's like you know, like a, a the bigger gallon milk, milk jug. Five yes. those. No. What? One gallon is like one four gallon liters. is four liters. That's oh. not a lot of blood. No, that's not. So oh, it's I like mean, one and a You got a lot of, of other stuff in your body, too. Yeah. I know. So that's why that scene is like, what is... It's because he, like, eviscerated all his muscle and everything. Yeah, all the, all, the, like the, all the organs, everything. Yeah, I don't it's know. All, all I mean, I think it's obvious just they didn't think, like, this has to make sense. No. They no. were like, what's scary? But that's why, like, I don't get who he is as a character. Yeah, I don't either. That's for Is fair. he, yeah, is he a ghost? Is he a demon? Is he just a man? Is he I think real? he's all of the above. Can anybody become like a Freddy? Well, yeah. Why did Freddy die and then that gave him the right to come into people's dreams? I don't know. Maybe he went to hell he and then... he was murdered. He yeah. went to hell and made and a then, deal with the devil? And then, yeah. And then the devil was like, you're fun. Go kill people in the afterlife. And then gave him powers. I don't know. I don't know the lore of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> So, and maybe that's something that they explore in other movies. Yeah, maybe. So what do you want to give? Them? I feel like I'd stick with my seven. 
I'll stick with 7.5. Okay. 0.5 for the joy I get from watching it. <laughs> sure. Okay, we'll move on to round two character count scoring based on character development and relationships. Well, I mean, we talked a bit about Final Girl, which mm-hmm. is kind of also tied in here. And, I mean, he is an iconic character now. Um, but they're not that deep. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a seven and a half again. Okay. Well, again, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it an eight, but maybe maybe um, maybe seven and a half is better. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Freddy is, without a doubt, an iconic character. Mm-hmm. Kind of the name also just... It's wow. a good name. I think that... <laughs> Poor pack. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's wait until I tell you where you got it from. Oh, great. But anyways, these movies actually remind me a lot of my blockbuster days when I was a kid. Mm, Um, I love blockbuster. I know. We had a blockbuster across the street from my house. Yeah. So good. And they had this deal where um, during the summer you could pay $10 for the month, I think, Mm -hmm. and you could take any movie from a section. It didn't have any of the new releases, but it had a bunch of movies, and we would go there we get a movie, watch it, and then come back and get a different movie in the same day. Mm-hmm. This is childhood right here. <laughs> you can't do stuff like that now. Now you just watch four movies on Netflix. Yeah. But anyways, these are the kind of movies that I feel like they had a lot. Like, I don't think I've ever seen these ones, but um, I I just remember, like, maybe we got one of them? Maybe? I don't think... One I... of the, the Nightmare on Elm Street? Maybe. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like I, I remember these movies being a staple of that, and we would watch some of them, just because mm. I had a friend who liked them, and he would come over. Mm-hmm. So that's, these movies always remind me of that. Freddy Krueger, played by Robert Englund. Mm-hmm. Um, Craven really wanted an actor to play Freddy, rather than just having a stuntman do it, because that's what a lot of people have done in the past. He said that uh, it wasn't the bigness of the actor, because everyone thought, oh, he's got to be big and scary, um, but their ability to really get into the role, and that England was uh, able to get into the mindset of the role, but like without losing himself in it, because mm-hmm. a lot of actors are scared to kind of go there. Yeah, because they don't want to, you know, get go crazy. I guess. Yeah. And so, uh, his agents told him to play it more weasel-like because uh, they had read uh, that a lot of abusers and molesters uh, weren't really these big, hulking, scary men. A lot of them were, like, creepy and weaselly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of more how he played it. It wasn't necessarily that he was, like, raw, raw, kill. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, you know, a little bit more creepy. creepy. Yeah. Um, and when he went to the audition, he had darkened his lower eyelids with cigarette ash, and he slicked his hair back with oil from his car, from the dipstick. Method actors. <laughs> I feel like I've heard also that this man's chaotic in real life, which I mean. I mean, he was in the documentary. Seems yeah. nice. I don't know. Um, but Freddy is based off of an old man from Craven's childhood who scared him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, one night, a young Craven saw an elderly man walking on the side path outside of his window of his home. He stopped to glance at a startled Craven and then just walked off. And he wore the same hat that Freddy had. Sounds like the scary guy from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Mr. What's his name? Morley. Yeah. I love that movie. Anyways, <laughs> and so that always stuck with him. That hat too. Uh, so he wanted it to be like kind of an old man. He had also seen a burn victim once when he was very young, and it really scarred him. So that's where he got the face thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fred Krueger was the name of his childhood bully. <laughs> 
get wrecked. That bad watching this movie. Is that like, not illegal? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, I mean, it's not illegal, but we literally, I had to, we had to have a conversation today because this actress is in the script as receptionist and she's like, can I please have a name? Like, can you give my character a name? So my credit has a name. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay. And then she's like, I want it to be Madonna. And they're like, we got to talk to legal about that because we don't know if we can use Madonna because Madonna goes by Madonna. Like she wanted it to be just Madonna. Just Ma like just because she she wasn't getting a last name. She was just getting credited as like a single name. She's like, I don't even need it said in the film. I just need it. In Why the she film. just make it something random? Then? Right. Yeah. And then Why that's, can't she, that's just she was like, can we just pick like Mary or anything else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they had to like talk to legal and clearances to be able to like to see if it was okay to use just Madonna or if it was gonna be a legal problem. So I'm like, how did he get away with giving him a name of someone he actually knew? I guess if I guess. the guy didn't care. Or, well, yeah. you know, he's yeah. a bully. He's like, this is payback. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, that's like defamation, yeah. technically. Like, yeah. it was his yeah. childhood bully, and now you're making a movie giving him the name of that character and making him and making him a, a child, child murderer. murderer. Like, yeah. yeah, like you could, like, you He's could like, but it's definitely great. have a case there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they could have handled being sued. No, well, no. maybe now. I mean, they made quite a bit of money. Yeah, but, yeah. but back then, they didn't, no, no, no. <laughs> Freddy originally was supposed to be a child molester, but was changed to a child murderer to avoid being accused of exploiting many cases of child molestation that was popular in the news at the time. And yeah, basically just attacking kids in their dreams because mm -hmm. their parents, you know, killed, killed them. them. Yeah. yeah. Here's a quote from Great. Wes Craven. Uh -huh. In a sense, Freddy stands for the worst of parenthood and adulthood. The dirty old man, the nasty father, and the adult who wants children to die rather than help them prosper. He's the boogeyman and the worst fear of children, the adult that's out to get them. He's a very primal figure, sort of like Kronos devouring his children. That evil, twisted, perverted father figure that wants to destroy and is able to get them at their most vulnerable moment, which is why, which is when they're asleep. This man, I think, has a problem with probably parental figures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but then in that case, you'd think that they would be killing the parents, but I guess not. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. Sometimes you'll see characters like this and you'll be like, well, what was going on in the writer's head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Freddy Krueger? I mean, he's, he's chaotic. Fun. Not fun in a fun way, but you know, like it's... The movie, I feel like I find it fun because he's so chaotic. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I suppose a part of you could kind of try to wonder more about like I, you wish, almost wish you knew more about this man. Yeah. Like why? What led him to become like this? I mean, yeah, like we were saying earlier, like how how to get how to get here? How is he, like? But also, why like? Why does he have this power? Why is he a child murderer? I don't know. You know, I don't know either. <laughs> Anyways, we'll move on to Nancy Thompson then, mm -hmm. played yeah. by Heather Langenkamp. Yep. Uh, Craven said he wanted someone very non Hollywood to play the role. Mm -hmm. Um, and she said that she was given $5,000 by her father to see how long she could make it in Hollywood. Um, and that money was dwindling fast. Mm. So she was getting to a point where she was getting desperate. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I would, you know, I was getting to the point where I was like, I'll do anything. Well, not anything, but, but, anything. <laughs> but you know, yeah. and, uh, she had good chemistry with Amanda Weiss who played Tina, um, and Craven knew that they were the duo that he wanted. I think Heather Langenkamp, again, with her feminist comment thing, liked that friendship, especially that scene where they're just kind of talking mm -hmm. about whatever, whatever during the sleepover. Mm 
I think that was something that she thought was kind of interesting. Just like these two girls talking about nothing. Yeah. Does this pass the Bechdel test? I was just about to ask that. Maybe? I don't know. Um, Let's find out. Well, they talk about dreams, but Mm -hmm. there's a man in the dream. It says it passes. Mm. But then the comments are saying, okay, Nancy talks to her mother about going to school. Mm -hmm. So not about a man. It's mm-hmm. two named women having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Although they do say it's it's weak because a lot of the conversation are about Freddie. Mm-hmm. Like, about her and her friend. Yeah. So, technically... I mean, they have a conversation about... I guess, no, they're talking about killing him later on. Which is, I guess, about a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also, Nancy and Marge, talk about Nancy's lack of sleep and, like, how she needs to sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, very, like, it is technically tied to freddy because she's not sleeping because of freddy mm. but he isn't named in that conversation so on a technicality yes it, it passes pass. but but barely yeah some other considered or no rumored to have auditioned actresses were demi moore courtney cox tracy gold and jennifer gray mm. quite a few famous people yeah um, Courtney Cox probably not as much because she hadn't done Friends yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jennifer Grey and De- actually, when was this movie? Nineteen eighty four. No, Jennifer Grey probably wasn't big until like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, eighty five, eighty six. To me, more maybe though. Yeah, she's probably like right in the brat pack at that point. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> and then again, this is where I had the thing about Craven's daughter complaining to him that women are always falling down in horror movies, and that's really annoying. Um, because women aren't that dumb, so <laughs> Craven had Nancy fight back. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can thank his daughter for this. Yeah. But other than that, she's really just kind of a normal girl. I mean, she fights back. Yeah, she fights back. She has a a will to live. <laughs> There's nothing super deep about her, I feel like, as a person. Yeah, she just, for whatever reason, fights back more and is able to figure stuff out better. And then it's like, I can be this. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't have sex. That's true. That is the key to all of this. Do not have sex. Johnny Depp didn't have sex and he still died. But I guess he's not We don't a girl. know if he didn't have sex before. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. Well, um, I guess you don't know if she's never had sex. Or has she said that? No, but I think it's implied that... Because he, like, is kissing her and she's like, no, 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 not right now. And, like, mm. stops it. So it sounds mm-hmm. like if if she had let him, they would have had sex. Then she would have died. Yeah. Obviously. So she That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Her life. She saved her <laughs> life. The sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tina, Glenn, and Rod. I kind of grouped them together. Yeah. Uh, this is Johnny Depp's first movie. Yeah. Apparently. Introducing. Is that what it says? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do that with all the new kids. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, written in the script, he was uh, Glenn was supposed to be a big, blonde, beach jock football player guy. Mm-hmm. who was not really what Depp looked like at all. But Wes Craven's daughter, she's back, she said uh, she saw Depp's photo in a group of headshots and begged him to hire him. She thought he was cute. Wow. The power of being cute. The power of teenage girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's saying. like, you gotta choose him. Yeah. She's like, that man will sell tickets. Yeah. You put him on a poster and a crop top. Done. So I guess you have to thank Wes Craven's daughter for... Wes Craven's daughter is actually the hero Johnny of this movie. <laughs> no. I don't know if we're thanking him anymore. No. Or her anymore. Well, she was. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean is kind of good. But then, you know, Charlie Sheen was also considered for the role, um, mm-hmm. but allegedly wanted too much money. 
but he denies this and says no i just didn't get it mm. like not that he didn't get it but he's like i didn't get the appeal yeah he's like i mean if i could go back then but sure <laughs> <laughs> he's like but i just you know didn't think it would work yeah but they said he wanted too much money and then tina and rod they exist they die because they have sex sad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the one guy actually played rod though his name is i think it's jesus garcia but it's like Shisu, it was like in the quotes um but he was credited as Nick Corey. I think he was in another movie that he used a different stage name for, too. Mm. Well, they were probably like, your name's too ethnic. You need a white name. Yeah, but then he changed it twice. Mm. Anyways, he says that the production was difficult for him because he was dealing with depression due to recent homelessness, and he was snorting heroin in the bathroom between takes. You snort heroin? I don't know. That's what it says. He does. <laughs> I guess he'd shoot it normally. You shoot yeah, I don't, know, I don't know enough about drugs. Maybe you can snort it. Maybe it's just quicker. Less efficient, yeah. but quicker. Um, Wouldn't uh, shooting it be quicker? Well, well you don't no. always have that. Because you have to, like, well, melt you know. it. You gotta get oh, <laughs> so. a syringe, and you got, it's a whole so. setup. I more mean, like, uh, the effects of it. No, oh, but I, I think, guess. yeah. But yeah, yeah I didn't think so. Um, <laughs> in 2014, he revealed that he was high on heroin during the scene with Camp in the jail cell. His eyes were watery and they weren't focused, Langenkamp said. I thought, wow, he's giving the best performance of his life. <laughs> and he was just really high. Wow. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah, so that's kind of sad. I don't know yeah. if he was in anything else. I didn't really look that much. But yeah, they're all just kind of there. Yeah. I mean, the only really interesting person of those three is Nancy. Uh, Glenn's there, but he doesn't really do much other than mm. fall asleep all the time. Yeah. And wear a crop top for some reason. Yeah. What was that about? I don't know. It was the 80s. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Men dress like sluts in the 80s. Yeah, we should go back to that. Short shorts, we? crop tops. I think I do think they should have a comeback. Yeah, we should go back. Everything's coming back for women, but the stuff for the men. Yeah. They're like, no, like... I'm still wearing my polo shirt and jeans. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I can move on to the mom. Sure. McKenna's favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, Marge Shit. Thompson played by <laughs> Ronnie Blakely. You were like, I want to go as her for Halloween. Carry the on scene the- where she comes around the corner <laughs> in her robe and pajamas, vodka bottle under her arm, smoking a cigarette is amazing. <laughs> it's the best film, best still in the whole film. Yeah, you're like, I will make this the picture for the <laughs> for the Instagram. I actually should. <laughs> I don't really have a lot about her, uh, other than the fact that uh, making her an alcoholic seems kind of obvious. Just like she's dealing with trauma, make her an al- alcoholic. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a feminist film, Chelsea. <laughs> hey, I didn't agree with it. I said <laughs> that's what she said. Um, but yeah, what? but then there's also the thing where like, she's like, uh, they killed Freddy. But why is she trying to gaslight her? Is it because she's like, well, he's dead, so he can't be real? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I saw him burnt. He's dead. Well, then she's like, and I took his knives. And yeah, I'm like, I was this like, is how? Weird. You, I also <laughs> was like, how did you do that? Why well, wasn't I, he? They, I think they snuck into his house, stole the knives, and then burned he it? wasn't currently wearing the knives, so she took them. Yeah, and then burned it. Burned what? The house. The house. Yeah, they set the they house on fire set his house with on him fire. in it. Oh sure. She doesn't even know what happened. You've seen this movie twice. What is happening? What's wrong with Chelsea today? But yeah, I think divorced woman that becomes an alcoholic is a pretty sad trope. Yeah. 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 
her like she's just so divorced and sad. She dies, kind of. Yeah, we we don't even know. Yeah, does she die? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But then that, that's also like yeah. Then he goes to kill her. I like how like not affected anyone in this movie is to everyone dying around them. You know what I mean? I guess so. Yeah, her mom kind of dies. Her, my, her mom her. dies, and they just like hug, and then he's like goodbye, and then he leaves <laughs> yeah. the room. He's like we're divorced. <laughs> She dies, and she's like, "Well, now do you believe me?" Yeah, yeah. it's like what? <laughs> and even like Glenn's parents, like yeah. they're like, "I don't want her hanging around." And it's like, it's two like... of her friends just died. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course she's a little crazy. Also, yeah, they have like blood dripping. And from also, the Glenn is completely unaffected. Yeah, like he's just vibing. Yeah. Oh yeah. He doesn't care at all that Tina's dead. No. Rod doesn't give a shit. He watched Rod get murdered. Yeah. Maybe everyone grieves differently. I'm just saying it's really funny. Because they get over it really fast. Yeah, it's just like Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Luke when when Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru die. Oh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? I don't remember Star Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know they die and he goes uh, off to Mars. I hate with a passion the first forty minutes of that movie. <laughs> you think I would remember that that happened? <laughs> Anyways, that's so a contender boring. for people who are unaffected by loved ones' death. <laughs> yeah, keep keep that on the bonus pass. Star Wars <laughs> or Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, you can talk about her dad, but. No. <laughs> Played by John Saxon. He's top build. Um, and I, I guess kind of famous, but yeah. I don't know him. So. I, he's probably like the most that name actually sounds familiar when you said it. I was like, I've heard of that guy. Anyways, yeah, it's, um, that's uh don't know if you have anything else prepared. Maybe it's not that deep. No, I mean it's it's just here's your your two main characters really. One of them's trying to kill the other one and she's fighting back. It's really just here's some pretty people, now watch them be tortured for an yeah, hour. Yeah, exactly. Half. I like her hair. I do yeah. too. <laughs> I, yeah. I was thinking about that during the film. You know what's weird? She gets that weird like gray, gray hair. streak. Yeah. After the the sleep clinic. Yeah. What's she's aging. She's aging her. She even has a line. She says, oh, "I look twenty years old." Yeah. So old. So <laughs> old. Kind of like excuse. Me. We We're all be. like excuse, excuse me. me. <laughs> you know what? Fifteen year olds probably do think we're fucking ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that might be it. They're not that deep. I okay. mean, it is just kind of a slasher horror movie. Okay, maybe yeah. I'll give it a seven point five then. Mm-hmm. All right, then we went around three visual volumes scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. Well, costuming, again, like, his design's pretty iconic. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of pretty iconic scenes in this movie, slash shots, slash (laughs) sequence, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I do think so, yeah. Some of the effects are kind of cool. Maybe like like an eight... Okay, I give it an eight point five. Well, we're we're just I'm point five above you for all of these today. Yeah. We'll see though. Yeah, um, we'll see. a lot of schlock, but it's pretty fun. A what? Schlock. Do you know that word? I've heard it. It just means like, like camp. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah, know how to yeah, explain okay. the word okay. schlock. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a vibe. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's start with the revolving room. Mm-hmm. This is something that they had to make. Yeah. So in order to do the scene where Tina's flying around the room, they had to create a rotating room. Mm-hmm. Similar to um, 
rotating hallway and inception cinematic classic high school musical three mm-hmm. euphoria did a rotating yeah, hallway euphoria. i think mm-hmm. but those, those are all hallways this is a room Which, yeah i mean they do like upside down rooms sometimes yeah probably like mm-hmm. the exorcist they probably did they're that. doing music videos sometimes yeah yeah jim doyle did the special effects and he had to make a room that was manually run so um they had to balance everything so that it wouldn't turn mm-hmm. because they had to do this by hand they couldn't mm-hmm. afford to do it mechanically yeah so they had to do a lot of math because they had to equalize the weight. They'd be like, this couch weighs this much and this thing weighs this much, whatever, mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't, like, tip or something. Yeah. Um, and they also had to take into consideration the camera rigs, the lights, where they had all that stuff. So that was kind of a thing. And apparently, because Amanda Weiss was, like, spinning around so much, it, like, gave her vertigo. Mm. <laughs> and she thought she was going to, like, pass out mm. doing it. But I think that scene kind of, you know, was fine. They did it. They shot it. It was fine. The geyser scene. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think they did this because they had made this room and they were like, well, this is a we lot of money. We have an upside down room. Might as well do something with it. <laughs> yeah. We, a part of me feels like they didn't really finish this script. I think they were just like, what can we add to this? Yeah. You know? They're like, we know there's going to be deaths, but we need to figure The producer later. saw the budget. He yeah. probably was like, yeah, you guys can have five grand to build that room. And they come back. They're like, so it costs 25. And he's like, so and you're, he's using, like, it so it you're using it again. <laughs> the same. Yeah. So they use the same uh, room for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of an homage to the elevator blood scene in uh, The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put the room upside down and they had a rig with these barrels of blood and a valve thingy to spray through the hole in the bed. Yeah. So they did this and it started like gushing, throwing blood on the floor because it's upside down. And then of course they reversed the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were supposed to do that and then turn the room so that the liquid ran up the wall. Mm-hmm. But it was so much liquid and it was so heavy that when they tried to manually turn it, it pushed it down and it got away from them. And then it all started rushing out of the door of the set. <laughs> and they said that they were screaming because, you know, they were like, run. run. <laughs> Everyone had to run. And then apparently they had electricity because they had the uh, light that was on the ceiling, which it shoosh right into the light. Yeah. So electricity went up the water stream into these metal like barrel things they had and shocked the people up there. Oh my God. Um what a disaster. Run. They're like we're doing this scene. If something goes wrong and I yell run, everyone's got to run. The guy said the safety meeting. Yeah. The guy one of the guys in the documentary is like I think you're supposed to say clear but they just said run. Run. Um not I mean everyone was fine. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, like, complete and utter chaos. Um, And I think Wes Craven was like, that was the craziest thing ever, but so much fun. (laughs) He's (laughs) He's like, like, I love the chaos. This is the most fun I've had. (laughs) It's like one of those things where if someone had gotten seriously hurt, you're like, oh, yeah, that was... That was really bad. But if everyone's fine, you're like, kind of fun. You're like, that was a fun time. We ran... No one... Not that many people can say that they ran from a tidal wave of blood. Yeah. You know? Not that many people can say that. That was just kind of... That's what they did with that revolving room. Mm -hmm. Over 500 gallons of fake blood was used for the film. Mm -hmm. How many milk jugs is that? Many. 500, I guess. 500 gallons. (laughs) How many liters is that, then? Times four. 2,000 liters. That's a lot of blood. I mean, I guess it makes sense. And there's five in the human body. Yeah. (laughs) And only like how well, many that's just deaths? For the whole movie. Oh, for oh, the whole movie. Yeah, okay. whole movie. I don't know about that scene. But no. 
Like, what else has blood in it when she's in the body bag and they're dragging her down the hallway? I mean, when... She dies. Yeah, when at the beginning, the death, her, she, she's pretty oh, the, covered in blood yeah, when she's scene. crawling around the ceiling. But I like, mean, that, probably a good chunk of it. I was going to say, I would yeah. say 80% of the blood is from that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. There's a lot of pretty interesting special effects scenes. Obviously, they did a lot of it, probably almost all of it, practically. Mm-hmm. Um, The bathtub was yeah. like, it had a hole in it that was big enough for... Actually, the special effects guy, Jim Doyle, he sat in there and he was like, well, I can hold my breath for a pretty long amount of time. And they didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so he just basically went down with that glove, which he designed. He was, and it was apparently pretty dangerous. Yeah, it was actually. It could like, actually kill you. It yeah. was actual knives. Yeah. And the guy, the Robert England put it on and then just like went. Shh. And like cut himself. Yeah, he cut himself. <laughs> and Jim Doyle was like, ah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> and he was like, ow. It's <laughs> like, someone to kill other people, um, not me. So that was apparently a pretty dangerous prop. Mm-hmm. The stairs caving in was something Bob Shea really wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made out of pancake batter. Delicious. Apparently Wes Craven didn't want those, but he really did. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they went back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it was all compromises. One of them got what they wanted. The other person got something they wanted. Yeah, this one said, During the scene in which Freddy kills Rod in the prison cell, Nancy witnesses a centipede crawl out of Tina's mouth. Uh, The filmmakers initially attempted to achieve this effect by having Weiss force a rubber centipede out of her mouth. The effect in the final film was accomplished by having an actual centipede crawl out of the mouth of a clay sculpture of Weiss's likeness. Um, I thought they were going to say it. No, actual person. <laughs> but during filming, the centipede was temporarily lost on set before being found again. <laughs> I love this that. This set is a disaster. How did but like this... a fun disaster. New Line Cinema's like, we're never doing this again. <laughs> So well, it's just a the centipede. Kind of, yeah, that's the thing. Is that, like, <laughs> okay, but centipede, blood tsunami, blood. <laughs> electrocution. Is, I guess, but it was fun chaos. Props no that hurt. actually could murder you. Well, but no one got murdered. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, um, I agree. <laughs> there's also the scene. Well, I mean, uh, here's another one. Freddie being on fire was done by a stuntman. Oh, man. I do remember this from the documentary. <laughs> but apparently... He wasn't supposed to run up the stairs and fall. Yeah. He was just supposed to, like... Get on fire, walk towards the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. But he, the stuntman, ran up the stairs on fire in a wooden house, fell down the stairs, got to the bottom, and then ran back up again, (laughs) (laughs) and then just plopped down, and then they put him out, and they were like, you good? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, how did it look? (laughs) And Wes Craven was like, thank God you're on my movie. <laughs> so that's and Jim Doyle, the special effects guy, was like, Ugh. That would be <laughs> such stress. I just am imagining the first AD in a corner. Like, just seeing the guy covered. on fire for like like 30 seconds longer than he's supposed to be. Just like, I am so fired. This is the end. He is he's dead. indeed fired. He's in- you're fired because he's fired. <laughs> So yeah, that's kind of. Uh... I think it's stunt guys that get, that like are finally <laughs> setting themselves on fire. You have to what be a, a little bit insane to be <laughs> yeah. a stunt guy. Yeah, there is such a level of risk in that job. Like yeah. even if you were so careful and yeah. perfect, 
all the time. Well, even, like, <laughs> I, I think for one of, like, the last seasons of Game of Thrones or whatever, they had, like, the little making of episodes or whatever. And there was one where I think they did an episode, which is off topic, but I don't care, where they had, like, they did, like, a world record of most people on fire in a scene or something just because they caught so many people on fire and they did it at the same time. And apparently it was a world record. And, like, apparently it was, like, it's like crazy how much i mean it makes sense how much they have to plan it like yeah it like it, it's like they're counting out like you will all be on fire for this amount of time and then each person has their own dedicated like person to extinguish them out and like it's mm-hmm. so particular and then this guy's like yeah i'll just catch on fire for a minute it'll be fine yeah. <laughs> in a wooden house like it's I crazy. Know, you could make this movie today. Well, I know, yeah, you could not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they could, but it would could, be a lot it would safer. Be a lot like, <laughs> oh, yes. there would be a dedicated team of like, yeah, there would be sex guys with extinguishers. The minute he started yeah. falling down the stairs, they would have put him out. Yeah, they would have been like, oh man. Yeah. Well, I think the cue was supposed to just. Yeah, you're supposed to like, lie down. Yeah, and that's then they'll the come cue. extinguish you. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you have such a small budget because mm-hmm. you kind of do have to get creative. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of fun to see what they do with that kind of stuff. I mean, that's why accidents happen, though. Like yeah. not yeah. accidents, but like well, it's all like little filmmakers being like, "How can we cut corners?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can just get him set on fire. He'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. So, um, also because it was like a wooden house, house they're like, "We will actually just set this." I think house he on said fire. that the fire department was like, "Really? <laughs> you you want to do that?" And he was like, <laughs> they're yeah. like, "Yeah." But they were fine. This movie surprisingly didn't really have any injuries or anything. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. Pretty wild. Yeah. And then to go back to Freddy, uh, Wes Craven felt that too many villains in horror movies had masks on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted someone with a mask, but that could also emote and act. And so that's why he went with the burned look. <laughs> yeah. And the sweater was made to be red and green because he read a thing that said it was the most clashing colors to the human retina. Mm. I would say it's orange and purple. Personally. Okay, well, this book <laughs> said it was red and green. Anyways. I feel like I would agree with orange and purple. Well, that's I'm just. It's this visually is... very jarring. Maybe like actually I also think on the red retina, and green. I could see maybe there's something about yeah. the cones. I think yeah. red and green. You think of Christmas? Yeah. Well, this is what this said. I, I thought he was wearing I... a Christmas sweater the whole time. It's just he died around Christmas. He act. It was act- yeah. It wasn't. It w- the parents didn't actually set his house on fire. It was a Christmas tree incident that set yeah. on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the cinematography by Jacques Heitken. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't know. I, not a lot about that. Mostly, it's a lot of shadows he's hiding in classic horror movie mm-hmm. stuff. Keeps mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I like that there isn't much of a difference between uh, the dream world and reality. Mm-hmm. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Oh, uh, another thing where it's, uh, I don't know how this written down, but I remember hearing about it in the... Documentary. Yeah. They were talking about that boiler room. Oh, yeah. And, um... I think that the, it was in a prison that they had that set or whatever. And uh, apparently it got shut down after they filmed this because they found asbestos in it. So they were all kind of exposed to asbestos. Yeah, but the 80s. But everybody everybody was already. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just another thing on this list of weird things. Mm-hmm. Things are still getting crazy in this movie. We're not done yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. And then they had a, in the boiler room, they had a more, uh, what does it say? Wait. The film crew constructed a whole sleeping place for Freddy in the boiler room, showing that he was living here as an outcast and a reject from society, living and sleeping where he worked, and surrounding himself with naked Barbie dolls and other things as a showcase of his fantasies and perversions. Uh, This was supposed to be where he forged his glove and abducted and murdered his victims, but they cut it from the movie. Mm. But they built it. 
his sort of place, the place he sleeps. Does he sleep? I was going to say, <laughs> does Freddy Krueger have a Freddy Krueger when he's... Is there like does a... he need to sleep? Does he ever sleep past the, his killing time? I don't know. <laughs> it's like I slept past my alarm. I guess you get a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> don't know if you have any other visual things. Mm. I think the special effects are kind of cool. Yeah. I think for like when it was and how low budget it was, the practical effects are actually really interesting. Like the yeah. bathtub stuff is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably my favorite part of the film. The bathtub? Well, the, not the, just the special oh. effects in general. <laughs> This bathtub that <laughs> that you objected so much to <laughs> the male gaze. No, but like when no, she I'm... goes under, and yeah, she's it's like also... pulled underneath. Yeah, and I think that's mean. really. I mean, well yeah, done. it's it's cool so that it, it it yeah, it looks like there's but a ton of water underneath her, and it's just just in general. I so think small. like the special effects are like <laughs> it's like Mary commendable, Poppins. considering yeah the budget and yeah. the restrictions they had. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you want to give it? <laughs> what are you gonna give it? I'll set my 8.5 just for the fire people and the guys blood. Point 0.5 for these people almost dying but not. A crop top. Mm, the crop top. I could give it an 8.5 too. Sure. We'll give it for the special effects. Okay. Uh, then we'll move on to round four editing enumeration scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. This movie also has, it's a score of the times, mm-hmm. but it's also very like, not upbeat, but it's kind of weird sometimes. Upbeat? I feel like it's pretty horror-y. I don't know. There's something about it sometimes that I'm like, it's a little strange, but it works. I was telling you, you it know? sounds like Home Alone a little bit. That yeah. main theme goes like, do, 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 do. You know? Yeah. Maybe like an eight? Wow, I gave it a 7.5. What's happening today? <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird day, isn't it? Yeah, so the vibes are off. I know what the vibes are. The vibes are all right. Yeah, the vibes are fine. The vibes are slightly chaotic, yeah. as usual. Um, <laughs> I think it's pretty decent editing, you know, good at mm-hmm. leaving you wondering where you are in relation to dream world and reality. Like I said before, it builds tension. Mm-hmm. I mostly have just stories yeah. with this, two in specific, in particular. So Sarah Risher was a co-producer on the film and was also very pregnant while they were making it. Um, and she thinks that that's one of the reasons that many of the people stayed on the production, even when they couldn't get paid on time, was that they felt bad. Because <laughs> they're like, well, she's... Now that's feminism. <laughs> yeah. It is a feminist film after all. <laughs> um, but the day that Sarah had her baby, Bob Shea called her while she was like in the, the hospital. Baby? No, she'd had oh. the baby but in the hospital called her and told her first of all congratulations but also we have a problem the guy who was their music supervisor who was supposed to pay their composer had been in a car accident where someone died and he was afraid that he'd be charged for manslaughter so he skipped town with the money (laughs) this poor woman She's, she's like, like holding her newborn baby and she's like, man. She deserves a medal for producing this movie. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> he was like, can you call their composer? That was their music supervisor. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to pay their composer, Charles Bernstein. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, could you call him and tell him what happened? But that he'll get paid. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so she had to call him. While she was in the hospital. Holding her new baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and be like, oh, you're going to get paid, but this is what happened. 
and he was like, that's fine. He seemed to be pretty sweet. He uh, played all the music, all the instruments, and sang all the parts by himself. Well, because an uh, auteur. Yeah. <laughs> because he, they didn't have a big budget. Yeah. And he said, uh, what did he say? Limitations breed creativity or something, mm-hmm. because he didn't have that much money. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's pretty 80s, but it's uh, good. Mm-hmm. Edited by Rick Shane. Uh, Bob and Wes were fighting over which ending to use, and mm-hmm. Wes Craven eventually caved and said, you know what, you can have whatever you want, whatever ending you want. But I don't think that he knew that, that he told, sh- that that the editor knew that. Mm. Um, so he had some ending in, and then this is, ready for this toy? Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. I don't know what It's not that say. crazy. <laughs> Um, But Bob Shea had set up a screening with Paramount to potentially sell the film. Mm -hmm. Um, This was important as New Line Cinema had pretty much no money. um, And this is what could really save them as a company. Mm -hmm. During the screening, Shea called Shane, who was mixing the film in the back of the theater. He called him from the projector, the projector booth, projecting booth. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, And he said, what ending do you have in? Um, and Shane was like, oh, it's the one where they drove off after the top comes down in the car. And Bob Shea said, um, that he had told an executive there about the ending where they pull her through the window and that he was so excited about it. So they needed that ending. (laughs) So Rick Shane was like, uh, okay, what do you want me to do? And he's like, well, can you get the ending? So he called his assistant to go get this ending. But it was going to take her, like, 40 minutes. She had to go grab it. She had to get in the cab, come down there. Um, but she ended up making it there. And then he was like, okay, I have the ending, but I'm going to need a few minutes to cut it into the film. And so he's like, okay. So they stopped the movie for a couple minutes, just saying, okay, we're going to be down for, like, two or three minutes. Um, and he managed to cut it into the film to show it to all these executives. But it ruined the momentum so much that they passed on the film. <laughs> Who else? Should have just played it all the way through and then go, but we also have other endings. We can show you those. I don't know if they're that different, though. The endings. No, wouldn't it literally be the same ending except just Just with with that crazy shot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just roll that as a new clip after the credits. It's a post credit scene. Yeah, exactly. She's just standing there. But he called him. It was like, can you go change the ending? And they had to get his assistant to go bring him the ending. Yeah. Cut it in during the screening. If it had been earlier in the movie, maybe he would have been able to do it without. Yeah, but it was, was that getting... back when they had to like change reels during a film. I don't know when when movie history, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So that poor editor. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, I tried my best. I did it so fast. <laughs> Other than that, editing, I guess you know, tension is a thing that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you want to say about editing or music. I don't know. I mean, I forget the music. I was going to say, I was sitting here thinking, like, are we gonna... I don't remember anything about the music. I remember, like, us watching it and me being like, this is very 80s. Mm. Yep, it is very 80s. Uh, but, like, that's about it. <laughs> Something about the 80s and music. I don't know what they did. Yeah. They were like, what if we just put synthesizers and everything? Yeah, exactly. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what do you want to give it? What did you give it? 7.5? Yeah. Yeah, I might agree with that. Yeah. Sure. Great. Okay, so we'll move on to round five societal sum scoring based on the uh, impact the film has on society and the industry. Well, again, like, I don't know how many movies, so many movies. 
after this movie. I think at least five. And yeah. a couple documentaries. I think there's nine. Isn't there's also some that are isn't there like Freddy versus Jason? That's mm-hmm. a thing. Like there's crossover ones. Anyways, Freddy's Revenge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, iconic character horror history. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm between a seven and a half and an eight. I gave it an eight. Okay. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that this film really did for the industry was save New Line Cinema mm-hmm. because they've yeah. made quite a few movies. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they kind of got known for making more movies that like independent people would come to like or that they would make and like things that were kind of weird mm-hmm. that maybe like not a lot of people would take a chance on mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of an indie distribution company for a long time yeah mm-hmm. they made like they... the austin powers movies the mask i'm just trying to think of all the images i saw in that documentary mm-hmm. they make lord of the rings is that real oh uh, yes yeah so i'm just on their page because i was looking at what movies they'd made um, but they're nicknamed the house that Freddie built. Yeah, mm. because they cute, <laughs> cute. <laughs> um, it had an initial budget of one point one million, but grossed fifty seven million. So yeah, good job for them. <laughs> uh, New Line had to distribute the film by themselves because uh, Paramount didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sue Salter, a PR person, liked it enough to spread around good things about it. Um, and the film opened in a few theaters, one of which was in Times Square, and mm. the line to see it was around the block. Wow. Yeah, this became known as the movie that saved New Line, and it's referred to as the house that Freddie built. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. It's actually pretty high. Jesus. It's really high. I think it's very cult Yeah, it's a very, yeah. That's with 56 reviews. I don't know how many is normal for a critic. It's usually like 100 and something. I don't, I don't know. know. For critics? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it had generally favorable reviews from critics, especially for the budget and genre. Mm-hmm. Um, many noticed that the script was actually fairly well polished for a film like this. Mm. Which, I mean, I feel like they, it's probably... What? They were making stuff up as they went along. Yeah, well... Polished. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't really change. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it, I think it would probably be better written than, like, uh, Friday the 13th, though. So. It's a little bit more story, I think, yeah. happening. Film is considered one of the best of 1984 by filmsite.org. In 2010, the Independent Film and Television Alliance selected the film as one of the 30 most significant independent films of the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2008, Empire ranked A Nightmare on Elm Street 162nd on their list of the 500 greatest movies of all time. It was also selected by the New York Times as one of the best 1,000 movies ever made. Mm-hmm. In 2021, just last year, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> by the Library mm-hmm, of Congress mm-hmm. for being culturally, historically, mm-hmm. or aesthetically significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> spawned a series with nine films. The franchise has made over $400 million. I thought you were going to say has made over 400 million movies. I was like, what? No. It's like, that's not possible. Um, And there was a remake in 2010 produced by Michael Bay, but apparently it was terrible. Mm. I do remember that coming out, actually. Yeah, I might too. You know, Freddy Krueger, kind of a classic Halloween character. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like the kind of thing when you go into Halloween stores, they got stuff like that yeah. all around. He, they probably oh yeah you know what they had i think we had this actually it was like those bowls that you put the candy in oh yeah and, and the, the knife hand. fingers and then we put your hand in yeah 
God, I wish I was a child again. I want to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> my mom, I told her about my costume. She went, are you going trick-or-treating? And then I went, what? And then she she was half asleep when I was talking to her. And then she went, oh, are you going to a party? <laughs> Wait, you think I'm going like, to Go home, take your niece trick-or-treating. If you have a baby, you're allowed to go trick-or-treating. A baby? <laughs> Babies if candy, If you dress candy. them up, people will give you candy. It's true. Uh, Especially if you... Because that's the thing. You give them the... You know, she just has Yeah, you give the baby the bucket, and then we'll you take you candy. the candy. I can't go back there. I have a, I have a costume contest to win. Yeah. <laughs> we have a con- costume contest. Right, we have a costume contest to win. Yeah. You can't take all the credit for that costume. I helped you. That's true. <laughs> You're like, I'm so proud of what I made. And I'm like, I was right there with you for the I'll whole 10 hours. I'll help you make the Grogu costume. I hope so. If you leave me alone, I'll be like, how dare you? Anyways, um, yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Pretty iconic. That's like a classic horror or like Halloween costume. Like yeah. of, of classic it's horror also characters. Kind of, I want to say easy his face might easy. not be that easy, but like, just get a hat like that. Yeah. A red and green striped sweater. And little gloves. Yeah. With little knives on the end. Yeah, it's one knives. of the costumes where it's mostly normal clothes and then you need a few accessories. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. That's like a yeah. Halloween costume. It's like, oh, it's just a Halloween, Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. You're not just dressing as someone you like. Yeah. You're, you're dressing like, this is scary. for Halloween. But I think, you know, did save New Line Cinema. Spawned a great documentary episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many random crazy things happened while filming this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe an eight then, yeah. I'd probably stick with my eight. Yeah, we'll give it two eights. All right. Well, then we'll <clears> move <throat> on to the bonus best round. So the film can win a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented. It can win up to three points. All right. The best use of was it really a dream all along? Oh. Mm. We've got A Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. Inception, mm-hmm. and Chelsea's favorite movie, Donnie Darko. Oh. Donnie Darko. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that movie. That's one of those movies that I'm like, I also remember nothing about it. Uh-huh. And I feel like my hatred of it, I don't even know if it's justified because I don't remember any of it, but I remember really not liking it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I watched it again, I would still hate it. Mm. That's fair. I think it's fine. I didn't like it. I thought it was so boring. I thought it was so weird. <laughs> I mean, it looks weird. I just, I wanted to include it because it's kind of weird-ish, like A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, it's kind of played. It's not, is it a horror? I wouldn't call it a horror, but maybe it's a horror. Again, the question weird of our show. Halloween episodes. Yeah, what's a what's horror, a horror movie? movie? I think this one's definitely None of the ones horror. we did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we did. We know we did a psychological horror, more of a crime suspense thriller now we're doing horror. A horror that's and a just horror old, so horror. It's not scary anymore. <laughs> kind of slasher, right? Yeah, slasher. Mm-hmm. Really light slasher. Yeah, light slasher. <laughs> Slashed her her stomach open. Yeah. I mean, I think it's still tame literally for slasher, slasher movies. Yeah. Though. Oh sure. <laughs> You're not seeing intestines hanging out of anyone. There is a weird scene where he cuts his... See that? No, that scene, he cuts himself open and it's oh. like bugs coming yeah. out. Gross. I think he does it again and bug it's like guys. Bug guys. Hey, bug guys. We're back to bug... <laughs> all these episodes. The centipede? Yeah, every, everything ties in. It was all meant to be. I feel like Donnie Best. Darko's dumb though, so we're gonna... We're gonna that's yeah, not we're a gonna, contender. Yeah. Inception or... Nightmare on Elm Street. Of best use of Is It a Dream? Yeah. I mean, it's gotta go to Inception, right? We yeah. don't even know if this is a dream at the end of the Well, you don't know if it's a, I mean, Inception I guess that's either. true. 
Is it more? Are we more sure of the ending of Inception or this movie? Is that what what um, figures out what this point is? I think the question in the end of Nightmare on Elm Street is either is she dead or is she still in a dream? Because if that she can't be in real life, right? Yeah, no, it's it's either a dream or dead. Yeah. Yeah, so not necessarily is this reality or is this a dream. Yeah. The question is more so, is everything a dream? Yeah. Was all of it a A dream, yeah. And then Inception, it's like, well, is it a dream? Yeah, <laughs> is he still in a dream? Yeah. I feel like A Nightmare on Elm Street walked so Inception could run. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I would probably also say Inception. Yeah. I just think it's a deeper movie. Probably I mean, yeah. a better script. They also spent yeah. like 10 years writing that script, didn't they? <laughs> Where is this one? They're like, they're like we kind of wrote it. They're like, we made a room that rotates. And I used let my it twice. teenage daughter make most of the decisions. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. I think yeah, she's it worked. in it. It's one of the girls jumping rope. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I'd probably give it to Inception, though. Yeah, me too. All right, that's fair. I kind of thought that was one gonna lose but you know. <laughs> it's got it's got two questions that come back oh. okay all right we've got the most iconic wes craven killer mm. so we've got freddy krueger from a nightmare on elm street and then we have ghostface from his scream franchise mm. um you familiar ghost... with ghostface yeah i've never seen scream but i've seen the mask yeah, yeah. everywhere i've seen like scenes from scream yeah i saw some of the like bits from the new one because i was Is like that... the actors are in it are that movie's just like a horror movie, right? No, it's or is it making fun of it? No. I was, I was. Remember or is last that a different year? movie? No, no, <laughs> no. You like, are thinking that's like scary movie. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. No, yeah. So scary is... movie is a parody, but I think Scream is actually supposed to be a horror movie. But Scream... I always thought it was also a parody. Scream is a horror movie, but it's also a little bit. I think it's a little bit satire, and it yeah. does have comedy. But it is a horror. It's a slasher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everyone dies in them. That's all they. Are. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that it was just straight parody, though. I think the thing is, like, scary But I think it movie. is, but it's also a slasher. And scary movie's just bad. And, like, just straight you parody. Yeah. scary movie? I've seen at least one of them, yes. There's a <laughs> lot of them. Uh, um, I think that is... I think it's because scary movie, like very closely parody scream so yeah. in your head you're like yeah, yeah so they i was, almost looked like yeah, the same, same movie yeah because yeah. i was always like what even is scream? but scream like, is just it's a slasher yeah it's allowed just a to slasher. do that it's i guess it's parody, it's parody it's, yeah, yeah it's parody um that seems weird i don't know yeah anyways um most iconic scream's pretty iconic though too scream is back yeah scream is back in a big way I also feel like if, I, if I'm thinking of like Halloween, Chelsea's like, "What are you talking what? about?" But back? they just they just re, they remade it and they brought oh. back the old stars. Like it just came out. Yeah. Um, and they've already got a TV series in the work and another movie. Mm. Hmm. Um, and the new one did pretty well, I think. Because yeah, like Patricia Arquette came back and Courtney Cox. Scream like, has a, a lot Netflix of the old cast came TV back. show that was a guilty pleasure of mine. It's not yeah. that great. But I enjoyed it mostly because I really liked the guy in it. <laughs> I was like, he what? is fun. What movie? There's a Scream TV show on Netflix. Yeah. It has like three seasons or something. And I quite enjoyed it. I've and heard I don't that think was anyone fun. else. I don't think anyone else has ever seen it, but I enjoyed it when it was out. And I've I was heard like, about it. I was like, I really like this guy. Mostly because he is not, he's like not down with anything happening. Anything spooky happens and he's like, nope, I'm out of here. And I'm like, he is me. Yeah. Anyways, but no one's seen that, but I enjoy that show. 
Um, yeah. Gets kind of bad. But I mean, I think bad. the thing is about Scream is that I know the face, but I couldn't mm. tell you what happens in that movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. Well, have you seen it? You no. said no. What happens in it? Tell me the plot. Well, I haven't seen it. But I'm saying you're comparing I don't know what happens in Scream yeah, but I feel like, to a but movie I, that you have seen. No, but then I had known what happened in this movie before, because obviously mm. he kills people in their sleep. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know the thing about I him is Scream that he is kills people. I think Scream is just that it's people. a serial killer. Yeah, and the like, thing with Scream is Ghostface is a different person. Yeah. Like, he's an identity that different killers take on. Yeah, like, it's like... So in different films, it's a different, like, it's a whole different plot, I yeah. think. From yeah. what I understand. I mean, if it's like the TV show, yeah, then it's like Scream is like the the mask is just like a disguise and then it's a different person and it's like a mystery. It's not like, like it's Freddy it? Krueger the whole, but yeah. it's like it, Ghostface is like a concept. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. it's just a murder. I feel like I'd probably lean more towards Freddy Krueger because if I'm being honest, I didn't even know that was his name until about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that I just know the mask because mm. I've seen it everywhere. But I think like as a character, I would say Freddy Krueger is more iconic. Mm. It's also like his thing is he kills you in your sleep. Yeah. Like he has a thing. He has a thing. I don't know what the, the other thing is. It's just a Okay, well that's not okay. that fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we yeah. I guess we'll give it to Freddy Krueger. Okay. I think it's kinda close though. Yeah. Just because I do think Scream like is pretty big. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, it's more of a, like... I mean, it's also an easier costume <laughs> for people <laughs> like, because it's just you cover Like, it's just black and then a mask. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think it's close, but sure, we'll give it to it. Just because also it was a first. first so. Sure. All right. Uh, next question, very similar. Great. But a little different comparison. Your biggest nightmare, the scariest old school horror killer. Mm. And we've got your classics. Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. and Mike Myers. Michael Myers. Michael. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, the comedian. <laughs> Michael Myers. Mike Myers. Sorry. I wrote Michael and I don't know why I said Mike. <laughs> Can we talk, what is Jason Voor? Is it the mom? Is that the twist in that movie? Yeah. Is it, it his mom is in the mask. Yeah. She's the one killing them. Yeah, because yeah. she's mad because they because her son at camp counselors drowned. everywhere because her son drowned when they were being neglectful. Yeah, to go have sex. Yeah, again, <laughs> do not have sex. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's weird because like, why are they there? I don't know. Are they just training for the whole time? I don't remember. I don't remember that movie. I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the thing there. But she's just a person. That's and true. she's pretty easily killed at the end of the movie. Yeah, doesn't she look like such a mom, too? Yeah, it's just like a mom. Isn't she wearing, a, like, a she's sweater? She's wearing, like, a blue sweater. Yeah. And then well, she cause just... Well, because she comes and she's like, hello, isn't she, like, doesn't she come as herself to the yeah, door? Yeah, She goes, have you seen my son or something? Yeah. And they're all like, what? And then there's, she has a speech about whatever. And then she gets her head chopped off. Doesn't she go back into the mask once more, and then they demask yeah. her and yeah. find out it's her? I don't know. Yeah, this is me like thinking that. this is what happens. I couldn't tell. No, you I, th- right. I think this is kind of what <laughs> happens. Something in the realm of this. Yeah. And then she gets her head chopped off, but it's pretty easy. Like she's pretty easy to kill. Yeah. If we're going by first Friday the Thirteenth again, I think the other movies it is actually Jason. Yeah. Sure. That it like in the mask. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. if I understand Friday the Thirteenth from not seeing the other movies, mm-hmm. um. And I think he is more kill- harder to kill because I think he is, like, unkillable. But if we're going by first movies only, I think it's not that threatening. 
Okay. Unless she sneaks up on you, because I mean that's really how everyone else dies in that movie is that she just kind of sneaks up on them, and they're vulnerable. Yeah. And she stabs them or whatever. And then either Michael Myers, who was also just a just guy. a guy, but he's also unkillable. Does he have a reason for? No, I think it's just unexplained that you can't kill that guy. No, no, but why is he killing other random people? Is it like I think random? He's just, I think he's just crazy. Or is he like I have a? No, it's random. Yeah, no, it's just random. I think. I don't know. I feel like... Could be completely wrong. All the horror fans are like, stop! You know what you're talking about! <laughs> That's fine. I've seen that movie once. I've seen it many times. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, Freddy Krueger, I feel like, the scary thing about him is that if he is attacking you in your sleep, and mm-hmm. there's nothing that you can really do mm-hmm. because you're in your sleep, no one else is there to help you. Yeah. That would be pretty scary, because he wouldn't be able... You'd have to do what she did and try to not fall asleep. Yeah. Or, like, be ready to somehow wake yourself up yeah, and when you fall asleep. Yeah, home alone trap your house. Yeah. She made a bomb out of, she like, what is bomb. it, gunpowder and a light bulb? Yeah. That was crazy. You're like, does this work? <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. I mean, I think also, like, Halloween, he's um, famously slow. He just walks everywhere, you know? So if I saw a creepy man all in black wearing a mask walking towards me, I would just walk away. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a light jog away, and I would beat him because he's walking very I would slowly. not run. I would not run. <laughs> I don't run. I don't run, but I would fast walk away and then be fine. Yeah. Because he also doesn't have powers. He's just a guy. Yeah. That is unkillable. So it's hard to kill him, but, like, he's just a guy, so he doesn't have, like, extra strength or something, mm-hmm. from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, Freddy so, Krueger like, is just, like... Or he can do, like, anything, kind of. Freddy Krueger. We don't know what his powers are. Yeah, he's kind of limitless. Yeah. We haven't even seen the other films. We don't know what he does in those. Yeah, plus, like, we don't really know if you can kill him. That's true. We don't know... And, yeah, if it's when you're asleep, you don't know how to really get out of that. Even if you do know, like, you, you can, like, injure yourself in the dream and get wake up, whatever. Even if you set alarms so that you wake up so that you don't die, you don't really know how to control that. I think the question is also, like, in the end, it seems to me that she kills him by not believing in him. Yeah. Which is weird. But also, we like, we don't even know if that even works. Yeah, because it might have just been a dream. Because I don't think he is dead. No. So I would probably give it to credit. <laughs> to to Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just because the other ones is just people that are maybe unkillable, but they're just people. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, uh, so then we'll move on to the final scoring. So adding up all the points in the rounds and the bonus points, our final score is... 79.5, which okay. squeaks it into an A-. Hmm. Fun. Yeah. True. Which is not bad. Yeah. The bonus best helped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two points squeezed yeah. into the next category. But. I mean, it's the kind of movie that's not like crazy, crazy good, but it's like a cult classic. Is it even a cult classic? Yeah. I think it's just a classic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's, it's more. Classic. Yeah, it's just kind of big movie. Yeah, I also think if it has a ninety-five on Rotten Tomatoes, I don't feel bad that we're giving it an A minus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. fair. <laughs> Yeah. That is true. I mean, yeah, I don't really think it's, like, a great movie, but I enjoy watching it. <laughs> yeah. I know, there's just something about there's it. There's something. I just kind of like this movie. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's kind of fun. <laughs> that kind of wraps up spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any Halloween hopes this year? Halloween hopes? Yep. Hopes. Are, no. It's like a new year after Halloween. After Halloween? Yeah. 
I hope that it's actually cold by then, because <laughs> I am so sick of this stupid weather. Global warming, man. It's wildly hot. It's, yeah, and I am over it. So my Halloween <laughs> hopes are for the world to freeze over um, on November you 1st. You want an ice age? Yes. Anyways, um, that's my hope. What's your Halloween hope? My Halloween hopes. Urge. I want to win the costume party. Oh, well, that's... By the time this comes out, we'll have known... Oh, the costume contest, I mean. Yeah. By the time this comes out, we'll have known if that happened yeah. or not. That's yeah, that's true. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's my Halloween hopes. Um, mm. And then good vibes for the rest of the year. Oh, sure, yeah. So I, I guess uh, with that being said, <laughs> uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at cine.grade or on Twitter at cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you feel about the film, send us your own grade, and give us any thoughts you had. If you disagree about anything, feel free to tell us about that too. We're always interested in having conversations about film. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It can really help us to get more exposure so that more people can find us. Where can they reach you? You can find me on Instagram at Alshakar. You guys can also find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. I <laughs> forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, if you want to keep up with us or ask any questions, never hesitate to reach out. Um, have a happy Halloween, everybody. Happy, safe Halloween. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's all for this week. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. I'm Elsa Kirk. And we'll see you next time on Cinegrade. Bye.